this is story time, like no doubt, no fast. And the intro is called by Alyssa Young. It's story time in the Young House. With no dot, no dash. And tonight we're reading Brownie Locks and the Three Bowls of Cornflakes by Enid Richmond and Polona Loveson. This is a unique twist on the traditional Goldilocks fairy tale. Meet Brownie Locks, who is a bear. Mom put out three bowls of cornflakes. Let's go for a walk before breakfast, she said. Brownie Locks the bear was out walking too. She smelled cornflakes. Mmm, tasty, she thought, climbing in the window. Brownie Locks sat on Dad's chair. Too hard. So she tried Mom's chair. Too soft, she moaned. She went right over to Sam's chair. Just right, she thought, reaching for Sam's cornflakes. But crash! Brownie Locks was too heavy, and Sam's chair snapped. Brownie Locks felt sleepy. She tried the biggest bed. Too hard, she grunted. She tried the next bed. Too bouncy, she cried. Then she tried the smallest bed. Just right, she said. And so she climbed on and fell fast asleep. Mom, Dad, and Sam came back from their walk. Dad frowned. Who has been sitting in my chair? There's a big old paw print in it. Who's been sitting in my chair, Mom gasped. Then Sam yelled, Who broke my chair and ate all my cornflakes? They looked all over the house. Who's been sleeping in my bed, cried Dad. And in my bed, cried Mom. Hey, look who's in my bed, yelled Sam. And she's snoring. Brownie Locks woke up, rushed downstairs, and ran outside. She ran across the garden and into the woods. She was a nice bear, Sam sighed. I wish she'd come back. Dad fixed Sam's chair and found a beanbag for Brownie Locks. The next morning, Mom put out four bowls of cornflakes, one for her, One for Sam, one for Dad, and one for the bear. Brownie Locks soon came back when she smelled the cornflakes. Here's your bowl, said Sam. Here's your beanbag, called Dad. Brownie Locks sat on Dad's chair. Try the beanbag, Dad said. Then Brownie Locks tried Sam's bowl. This one's bigger, said Sam. Goldilocks gobbled up all the cornflakes and slurped up all the milk in the big bowl. Brownie Locks yawned. She thumped up the stairs and lay on Sam's bed. 
Then Sam curled up with Brownie Locks and read her a story. But Brownie Locks longed to be outside. She climbed out of the window and ran into the woods. Sam wanted to see his new friend again. Come back soon, he cried. Brownie Locks liked the woods, but she also liked Sam and the tasty cornflakes. She did come back the very next day, and the day after that, and the day after that. What an awesome story. The end. The Boy Who Cried Sheep The Boy Who Cried Wolf has a herd of stunt sheep. <laughs> He must save the little red riding hood from the big bad wolf. And now let's read The Boy Who Cried Sheep by Laura North and Becca Moore. A young shepherd boy lived at the edge of a big forest full of wolves. Every day he walked through the forest with a girl who wore a little red hood. She was terrified of wolves. Little Red Riding Hood went to visit her granny. The boy went to look after his flock of prize-winning sheep. The boy trained his show-jumping sheep every day. Little Red Riding Hood laughed at the boy and his jumping sheep. One day, the boy went to play a trick on her for, to pay her back for laughing at him. The little boy crept up behind Little Red Riding Hood and pretended to be a wolf. Growl, he said. Help, screamed Red Riding Hood, and a group of villagers raced over. It was only a joke, said the shepherd boy. The villagers grumbled and walked away. A few days later, he did it again. Growl. This time, Little Red Riding Hood screamed even louder. Help! The villagers ran over huffing and puffing. It's just a joke, the shepherd boy said. The villagers all looked very annoyed. A few days later, the boy saw a real wolf at the door of Granny's cottage. Wolf, he shouted, but no one came. Wolf, he shouted louder. Still, no one came. The boy ran over to the villagers. Help, there's a wolf, he shouted. Stop playing tricks, the villagers said. The boy had cried wolf too many times. Now, no one believed him. He ran over to Granny's cottage. The wolf was already in Granny's bed. What should I do, he thought. Then he had a brilliant idea. Sheep, he cried at the top of his voice. Oh, I did that wrong. Let me try that again. Sheep, he cried at the top of his voice. Within seconds, his sheep came running. Pyramid, shouted the boy, and the sheep jumped on each other's shoulders. The boy climbed up onto the sheep and then up onto the roof. Sheep, follow me, shouted the boy. He climbed inside the chimney. 
His sheep followed one by one. Inside the cottage, the wolf was licking his lips. What big teeth you have, Granny, said Red Riding Hood. Suddenly, thud. The boy fell down the chimney and landed on the bedroom floor. The wolf looked up in surprise. Thump, thump. Bah! A pile of sheep landed in the fireplace. We're here to save you, said the boy. He turned to his sheep. Sheep, attack, he shouted. The sheep jumped on top of the wolf and sat on top of him. The boy and his sheep took the wolf to the villagers, who now believed his story. The shepherd boy had learned his lesson and never cried wolf again. But you can often hear him shout, Sheep! as he puts on a show for the villagers. The End One more twisted fairy tale, Jack and the Bean Pie, by Laura North, illustrated by Mike Phillips. One day, Jack meets a very hungry giant who luckily does not like the taste of people. All right, let's do this. Once upon a time, a boy named Jack lived in a tiny house with his mother. They had no money and just ate vegetables from their garden. But Jack was very good at cooking. He made delicious bean pies. One day, he took the pies to the market to sell. I'll buy your pies, said an old man, but I can only pay with these magic beans. Jack agreed and raced home with them. Jack's mother was furious. We need gold coins, not these useless beans, she shouted. She grabbed some beans and threw them out the window in anger. The next day, there was a huge beanstalk in the garden. The beans were magic, after all. I wonder what's at the top, thought Jack. He started to climb up and up into the clouds until he found another world. There were enormous flowers the size of trees. He saw a bee the size of a horse. Then a voice boomed. Fee-fi-fo-fum. What's that? Thought Jack. And the voice got louder. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Suddenly, a huge, hairy giant stood in front of Jack. He picked up Jack in one hand. Got you, the giant growled. Jack was terrified. Jack had a few magic beans left in his pocket. He threw them at the giant and hoped they were still magic. Yum, said the giant. I love beans. They taste much better than humans. Then the giant started to cry. <laughs> I don't want to eat you at all. <laughs> he sobbed. Big, giant tears fell on Jack. The other giants make me eat people. 
what can I do? Jack felt sorry for the giant. I've got an idea, he said. I can cook great pies. Let's tell the other giants that they are human pies, but really fill them with beans. Come and get your human pies, shouted Jack. The giants gobbled up the pies. Jack bravely jumped up. Surprise! The pies are full of beans, not people, he said. But this is the best pie I've ever had, roared one giant. More bean pies, they shouted. The pies were so tasty that the giants forgot about eating people. Soon Jack became rich and famous from his bean pies. The giants never tried to eat humans again. The end. Hmm, this is called A Feel Better Book for Little Poopers by Holly Brockman and Leah Bowen. Illustrated by Shirley Benitez. Hmm, pooping doesn't have to be uncomfortable or scary. And that is very, very true. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Your friends are all waiting to go out and play. But something has stopped you from joining the group. Oh no, not again. You have to go poop. You don't want to go in the potty like you should. You're worried and scared that it won't feel good. So you're holding it in for as long as you can. You're missing the fun. It's wrecking your plans. Now your tummy is hurting. You're stuck on the couch. This problem is turning you into a grouch. You think it's coming. You scream and you shout. Just please, oh please, don't let that poop out. It's very confusing when your head says no. But your body is saying, I really need to go. But you don't have to let poop ruin your day. You'll be happy to hear there's an easier way. You just need to learn some new tricks and tactics. Like everything else, it takes patience and practice. So bid farewell to your fear. Tell your worries goodbye. It gets better from here. Now you're ready to try. First, relax your body. Take some deep breaths in. Then let them all out before you begin. Now imagine you're holding a rock. It's heavy in your arms and it's too hard to walk. Throw that rock in a lake. Listen to it drop. It lands in the water with a splash and a plop. Just like that rock, poop weighs you down. So letting go is better than carrying it around. It's still hard to go. But there's more we can try. Put your feet on a stool and bring your knees up high. Sitting this way in the shape of a squat helps it come out and go into the pot. Superheroes, princesses, presidents and mayors, firefighters, dancers, and basketball players. Everyone has to spend time on the potty. 
Believe you can do it. Just trust in your body. Whether the potty's at home, a friend's house, or school, you can let that poop out. There's really no rule. When poop has to come, your body knows what to do. It's just a part of life, and you will make it through. You're feeling quite ready? There's nothing to fear? So come on and let's get it stinky in here. The end.